This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. I am now absolutely delighted to welcome the talented, award-winning actress, singer and songwriter Kate Normington. Kate's career spans theatre, film, television, and in her latest show at the Theatre of the Square, entitled Storm in a Beaker, she shares her highs and lows in the arts industry. Kate, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Sharice, for having me. <laughs> Kate, um, you started your career early on with Nonsense. I think it was your second show, and you already won an award for that. Getting such kind of recognition so early in the game, what did that mean for you? I think when I was younger, I, it was also overwhelming. I, I couldn't quite make as much sense of it as I might do now. At the time, it was a bit of a whirlwind. Um, and I wish I'd had the head on me then that I have now. But, um, you know, there was always a, a, a huge sense of, of gratitude. I don't think I could quite believe it then or now. You know, I'm, I'm never, I'm always amazed if anyone says that anything is good. So, um, yeah, I don't know why. I think it's just my hard wiring. But back then, yeah, it, it was hugely, um, it was almost too much, you know. <laughs> but I suppose you grow into It wasn't your last, but certainly your first, but definitely not your last. You have been nominated numerous times and have received lots of awards, in, including the Naledi Award, which recognizes so much in the theatre world amongst colleagues as well. But let's let's just run through some. I'm going to mention, I think, five of them. Sweeney Todd, Camelot, My Fair Lady, The Rocky Horror Show, Grease, Sunset Boulevard, Hair. I mean, those are just like some of the shows you've performed in. Um, when you reflect, as, as you do in your show, what stands out for you and were they all equally fun? Or is every performance completely different experience? Every performance is different. You're, you're quite right. And um, it's never this sort of clear road. You have to have your wits about you constantly. So nothing is ever a given except how you prepare yourself. The shows are magical. And to be given the opportunity to work in creation, such as the ones you've just mentioned, is miraculous in the extreme. But uh, as you say, no performance is the same. You know, it, it might differ. The nuances of each performance may differ, you know, but obviously you have to hit the extraordinary marks that you've been trained to hit every day. But, you know, there will obviously be life that intervenes that gives it its own peculiar flavor every night, you know, because life does that and you have to imbue each performance with a sense of that. You can only, I, I don't know how you would, you wouldn't be able, I don't know how anyone wouldn't um, give it a different taste every day because we're constantly shape-shifting, you know. Your show, Storming a, a Bee Cup, and um, I'm not going to comment on why B at all. We're just going to leave that hanging in the air, Kate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's built as an intimate evening. And you, you kind of reflect on, on your past and you share some of the more sad stories um, and pay tribute maybe to, to, to things that, that have happened. What made you decide to do an intimate insight and provide people with insight into your life? It was really, um, the vehicle was created by Russell Savadier, my director, and he has very much focused it in, in that way so that I sometimes feel a bit uncomfortable about 
sharing certain things, but it's tricky because doing a one woman show, you have to you have to go out there and kind of bear it all. But it's not um, it's not in any sense uncomfortable. But I think he wanted to write something that would just kind of invite people into a, a place not ordinarily shared and and so perhaps that is um the, the magic of this show because it's not you know it's not uncomfortable or anything just a little it's just a little insight into performers lives and how they tick and 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 what goes on you know the the, the machinery that, that goes on and he's done it so incredibly beautifully with a sleight of hand, but that is Russell Savadier. He's, um, you know, he's got a sharp eye and an incredible sense of humour, and that is very evident in the script that he's written for the Storm and Avika. The script is written, and, and it is, I have seen the show, it is a beautiful, I think it's an hour and a half of pure magical entertainment, and it has everything that is show, and you, you are such a superb performer in every way that it really is delightful but as an actress and I've mentioned some but I haven't mentioned Mamma Mia and Bombshell and the other things you're always playing a part that's what actors and actresses do and here you're referring to your Scottish heritage um there's a bit of Jew stuff happening there as well <laughs> um, oh, is it very hard to play yourself it is and Russell sort of tried to to lead me along that road and it's taken a while in a sense this return perhaps been an easier path to walk because we've done the hard work and um you know I've shed you know a couple of the rough edges and possibly a little more open now to be seen but um and Rowan Becker who is my accompanist an extraordinary musician and presence on the stage is very much part of that journey. And he subtly and with a sleight of hand, he just picks up the cudgels at every turn and is part of that journey. Without him, I would not be able to achieve what we achieve nightly. So he is he is the magical spark amidst this. Without Russell Savadier and Rowan Backer, this show would not be as magical as it is. And again, Rowan's talent shines through. I mean, you know, you talk about the three of you. We can't see Russell, obviously. Um, we see the results of his work. We do see you and we, we love you. But Rowan, even though he doesn't talk, he's such a strong presence as part of that show. And the music is so incredibly beautiful. How did you choose which songs you're going to use to tell your story? Rowan pretty much laid out what he felt should be done and he did it with a with a sense of you know the, the history that we needed to to bring into the piece um and he he um he wanted it to reflect um the shows that we'd done that i've done and and he and i have often been involved in um in in the particular shows but but he wasn't sort of pedantic about using every single show he would draw in music you know that reflected a mood from that time so that perhaps song choice you know was infinitely more appealing than you know you know an actual song that I'd sung so he was very clever about it and just cultivated a mood throughout and that's what Baz Luhrmann does in Elvis at the moment I don't know if you've seen it but there's so many remixes and you know there's rap involved so there, there's all 
stylistically, there's so much and it gives so much texture, you know, when you're playing around with stuff. So that's his magic. Obviously, COVID was a time for reflection and a lot of what you've done represents the time of the great musicals and orchestras and, you know, many people on stage and we we lost that and we missed it. What was COVID like for you as an actress that saw your industry devastated? Funny you should ask that question this morning because last night I spoke to a member of the JPO, the orchestra, who'd come to see the show last night. And the fact that we are being introduced to an entirely new orchestra at the moment under the auspices of Nati M. Tetwa is, is wicked in the extreme when there are three viable orchestras out there ready to go and playing these musicians off against one another, you know, is iniquitous. You know, we've lost so much. And as this musician said to me last night, you know, COVID was bad enough with us all having to survive um, hand to mouth. But to rub salt into the wound by creating a new orchestra at this point is just, it's, it's unfathom, unfathomable. So, you know, this time has been extraordinarily difficult for artists. There are people starving. You know, there are people having to, it's really not great. And arts and culture program has to step up to the plate because there are people whose lives are falling apart out there. And he doesn't seem to be aware of this. You know, anyone who's going to be erecting a, a flagpole in the name of arts is just, is, is not in the real world. And, and, you know, I mean, many of us look at um, our Minister of Arts and Culture's utterances and we horrify. We um, you use the, the word wicked. But the impact of what he says on ordinary people who he has pretty much neglected through two years of being unable to do what they do. And from every artist I've ever spoken to across the board, for them, the need to perform is a need stronger than anything else. You're not choosing this because, you know, hey, it's fun, it's glamorous, it's not, it's easy work and and it's well paid. No, not at all. You're doing this because you are compelled to do it. This is what drives you. And, trained. and um, these, these orchestras are trained. They've spent their lives training. They go into Soweto, they teach young children. They're up in upliftment programs. This work is is integral to who they are, to what they have to offer the world. And that is not seen. That is invisible. And the truth is what I always say, and I've said it often enough, and I'm starting to sound cliche to me even, but what makes us human is the arts. Um, people, you know, obviously somebody like Mr. Matetwa does not understand the need for art. He possibly thinks of it as an abstract. But the reality is we need art, especially during the hard times, because we rely on you, the artists, to help make sense of the world that we're living in and mediate it for us in a way that we can understand it. So um, I don't understand why he doesn't understand it, but clearly he doesn't. But that is really what a performance does for one. It takes us out of ourselves and immerses us into another world that helps us make sense of reality completely and the artists need need it themselves because as they as the narratives drive them and as they give life to the narratives they're learning and you know so we need it as much as as everybody else we're all making sense of it together on a more sort of contemplative level but you're you're quite right and you know, it's an essential part. I mean, we go home at night to relax and watch shows that move us and take us into another arena. 
we need that. You need some poetry in your life. Anyway, hopefully our video will go viral and someone will see it, someone who needs to. <laughs> you are offering anybody who goes to the Theatre in the Square for your show an hour and a half of musical entertainment. What can people expect? Well, they're going to laugh. They might shed a tear or two, but it's fun. It's warm. It invites them in. We kind of, it's like going into somebody's living room who's prepared an evening of good food, soul music. Um, it's very relaxed, but it's also, it's a lot. There's a lot there that we want to tell people, and we do, and they seem to enjoy it. They're coming back. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful show. Kate, what I can say is it is a beautiful show and I urge people to go and see it because it will inspire and enjoy. But I did, and, and, and when I spoke to, to Russell earlier in the year, it was the first time that I understood the words to the song of My Fair Lady that you sang. Um, yes. It was the first time I actually heard and understood all those words, even though I know the musical yeah. quite well. And that is really testimony to your talent, that every word that just you sing is beautiful. That interpretation was written by Rowan Backer. He just gives it a completely different treatment. And it's it's like a jazz standard. You know, it's beautiful. I, I didn't want to sing, all, you know, wouldn't it be lovely? But when he played me what he'd done with it, I said, okay, let's do it. <laughs> a talent in action, that's all I can say. Um, it's, it's open now. Um, how long are you running until, Kate? We're running until the 6th of August, so this week until Sunday, and then again from next week, Tuesday, until the 6th. Every night, 7.30, except on Saturdays, which are 8 o'clock, and um, Sundays, which are 2, two o'clock. Well worth going to see, Kate. Uh, I hope you, I wish you a, a successful run. And uh, thank you very much for joining me. And obviously, tickets can be bought at CompuTicket or phone oh, at the Theatre on the Square. Yeah, and Daphne's lovely. It's worth buying a ticket just to speak to Daphne because she is so incredible. I know. She's divine. Everyone loves her. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, the show is on at the Theatre on the Square, A Storm in a Bee Cup, and it offers an intimate evening with Kate Normington.